Hey guys, yep, still an ISO. It's okay. We're fine. We're all good. Um, in fact, we're great because I've got someone really, really cool for you to listen to. So Tammy Hicks is joining me today. Uh, she is a fellow weightlifter. She's also a coach, uh, strength and conditioning, weightlifting, CrossFit. She does it all. Uh, bit of a legend. And I thought I'd reach out to her and talk to her about how she's going with her training, how she's keeping her athletes motivated, you know, the usual stuff I talk about. But the thing that's cool about Tammy um, is how fucking vulnerable and how open and how honest that she is about her own struggles um, in isolation. And I think it's a really important message because, you know, we think of our coaches and um, athletes and people that we look up to as never being phased, never being uh, thrown off track, never being unmotivated. Um, but just listening to her share her story, um, yeah, I found it really helpful and I reckon you will too. So here it is, uh, almost an hour with the lovely Tammy Hicks. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Tammy. Hi, thanks How for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. I still find it so weird using this technology, um, not being the best at it. Basically, I was like, unless someone's like sitting next to me on the couch, like, I don't know how this is going to work, but we've made it work. Go Skype. <laughs> it's all trial and error. I think we're all just learning on the fly, right? Because we have to, so. I know. That's I'm just what like, I'm doing. I'm just like, well, now's the time to give this stuff a go. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we try something else. Yeah, for sure. I'm like the sort of person who has a paper diary. So <laughs> this is all like blowing my mind. <laughs> To you too. So yeah. I have a to-do list. Like I have to actually like I like the satisfaction yeah. of crossing it off. It off. Yes. You know? But it's digital. I might look at it and then you know I don't know if I'll revisit it that day. But if it's physically written down, yeah, I'm, I'm old school like that. As Mate, well. same. It must be a must be a master's thing, eh? <laughs> it's the same with um, my training diary, I guess. Yes. All... Look, I was literally. I do this thing where I write three signs of progress every session um, and then when I'm having like, an, I'm in a bit of a hole, you know, as as we get, um, I just like look back through and I'm like, oh, but I'm, I'm so much better. <laughs> and if it was, um, you know, if you put it down in a training diary, like an electronic one, I'm never going to go back and look at that. No, so. neither. I yeah, actually sit there. My coach sends it electronically, but I will sit there and write down every day. That's what I do. Like, exactly what yeah. I do. It's the best. So, um, so for us, I think this is, you know, I don't feel like this will make me change the way I do things moving forward, though. Like, no. I'll, be like, I'll do this for this period we have to, but I'm still going to have, like, my to-do list will still be written down. I don't imagine me changing those anytime soon. No. <laughs> Why would you? So, <laughs> Yeah, I still feel this is very temporary. Like, what are we, like week three or something? Week three? I think we're, I think I'm heading to week four. Yeah, week four, I reckon. I reckon, yeah, this will be, this will be week three for me. So I feel like it's all still very temporary and I can't accept this whole six month talk. I'm like, it's going to be six months. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Okay, six months, they were just words, and it hadn't 
haven't sunk in. So it's only really been the last week and I'm like, okay, well, this is a reality now. This is, this could be all of winter. This is, this could be six months. So it didn't, it hasn't sort of really fully been accepted that this is our life. No, neither. I don't know what it will take for me to accept it. Probably actually being toward the end of six months and me being like, oh, they were right. (laughs) (laughs) You need to prove it to me first. I need to see that this is six months. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, six months, I think for us in Australia as well, heading into winter, I'm not sure about yourself, um, but for me, I'm not really a winter person either. So the idea of being a little bit more restrictive through that time makes it even more challenging. I claim that the winter blues are a real thing. So, Oh, like um, you get the seasonal affected disorder or symptoms of that where you're a little bit less up and about. <laughs> I have to say, sadly, it hasn't really changed my life that much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's just kind of one day at a time. But as we definitely head into, even with daylight savings finishing, I guess that was, that's hard for me because there's so many things I'll have to train. But I know as the days get shorter and colder, um, typically I find that that little bit harder to stay motivated. So I think... It's just going to have to be, I'm going to have to just really stay on top of it and try and be accountable and have those networks in place to make sure that during the lockdown that I can keep some motivation. It's not going to be the same, of course, um, but I don't want to then slide the other way where I just am not wanting to do things at all. I really can't imagine you doing that, to be honest. You don't seem like you would do that. No, uh, someone just said to me this morning, actually, you're kind of an all or nothing person, which is kind of true. Um, I like to be busy. I think it's the way I cope with things as well is it's like, okay, well, I've got goals. Um, like if I'm busy, I've obviously set myself goals that I'm, I'm trying to do or certain or quite task orientated, I guess. So I think at the moment, effectively, that's what I'm doing. I'm just kind of throwing myself at all sorts of things um, because why not? Yeah, um, oh, so you're an over-functioner. I make myself busy. So in that aspect, I try. that's sort of one thing where I try and stay accountable to myself to stay busy. But training, training is quite different. And as you know yourself, doing Olympic weightlifting, um, not every day is a good day. No, no. Doing <laughs> There's probably more days, in fact, if you think of like your training week or training month, you're probably like, okay, well, I feel like I have one good session that week and the others were you know, maybe that was 70%. Um, and I think that's the part at the moment that I struggle a little bit with is, you know, having to have virtual coaching or, or training on my own nearly, you know, 95% of the time. So that's where I've, I'm kind of conscious of my motivation not slipping too much. It is going to, I think. It's almost impossible for it not to, but I'm just going to try and make an effort to make sure that I can... I don't know. My my bigger picture doesn't change and just remembering that. Yeah, for sure. So what is your bigger picture? Um, I was quite excited moving into 2020, to be honest. So I think um, Olympic weightlifting for me, I only really started to compete late last year. I think my first sanctioned event was in September. So I 
have always loved weight. Well, actually, I tell a lie. I haven't always loved weightlifting. I've been around CrossFit for about 10 years um, and have coached, you know, as a strength and conditioning coach in one way or another for that time. But when I first started, um, probably to quote my friend, she said that I was a whippet. So I was quite good at, like, body weight movements, but give me a barbell, and I was just terrible. Um, I didn't enjoy it um, at all, but I realised to get better, I needed to get stronger. So... Once I started working with a weightlifting coach, that was kind of the, the turning point for me to be like, okay, I can see how having someone, you know, teach me how to do this properly, that it'll be beneficial. And that was it. I just started to love the barbell once I started working with a coach. Um, but I was always too scared to do an, a, an actual competition. Um, and then, yeah, I had I, we, I had an opportunity to work with a new coach last year and he was quite, um, you know, forward in saying I want to take people to the platform and I finally went, you know what, I'll give it a go. So being fairly new, um, last year was really just about let's have a go, let's try all different scenarios, like comp scenarios and I did quite a few back-to-back and they were all very different. And so then we sat down and said, right, what can we do for 2020? Um, and this is my last year as a 35 to 39 masters athlete. So I was really excited about this year. I wanted to have a crack at going to worlds. So in my category, age and weight category, um, so it's a little bit, I guess, hard to accept that possibly that, well, it's pretty much a definite that that won't happen. I, I suspect given that worlds are being held in. America and America is obviously not in a good way at the moment, so I don't see that coming back on board. Um, but irrespective of the events that I wanted to do this year, I think, well, okay, the, the competition the competition calendar will come back at some point, and I want to be somewhat ready to be able to transition back into training and start to build back up again. So I guess that's where I see. I don't want to not be doing training or not doing weightlifting um, at all because I don't want to have to, I guess, reset my training. And I don't know. It, I just feel like if I can keep sort of com- some consistency rather around that seventy to eighty percent, it'll be a good transition back when once we're allowed to. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like we're twenty years old and we can take like six months off and then be not be fine <laughs> um yeah, so yeah i think it's just remembering that yeah the goals the goals are different in terms of it won't be the, the comp year that i thought it was going to be but that doesn't mean it's the end no so not at all and right. also worlds in 2021 is in japan which is kind of cooler so yeah uh, well yeah there you go and i think yeah. you know I, I, it's just it is what it is in terms of, like, my last year in this age category. So I'll be up against um, – well, not up against. shouldn't use that word because it's not that I don't compete against the other girls necessarily because we're, you know, at the Masters circuits, like, we've got an awesome group. Yeah, but for it'll sure. just be a different – you know, the records are different and stuff like that. So they're yeah. new, new targets, new challenges. So um, I think that could be good as well. So – it is that thing of I kind of, um, you know, I've said this to a couple of people. If, you know, me as an amateur weightlifter, um, I'm disappointed in how 
you know, things have turned out. I can't imagine what people that are training for the Olympics or whatever sport it is that they do at that quite competitive level where it was the pinnacle of their career. So if, if we know how we feel, I can't yeah. even imagine what it's like for those guys having to then refocus and reset for 2021. So we're pretty lucky, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I know it's important to recognise that you're okay. You're allowed to be disappointed as well, especially, you know, when you've kind of just realised that you have this potential and you're, like, frothing to, like, let everyone else see it. And now you're like, oh, I've got to literally train by myself outside for, like, six months. <laughs> so it, it does suck, for sure. And I think, like, you know, I found last year with the way that we kind of tackled the end of last year, it was kind of – it was – train, tape, and compete, train, tape, and compete. Like, it's probably not, you know, necessarily how I would do a whole year, of course. It's not maintainable, but you just were so excited every time you hit the platform because you know you know what it's like. It's quite – it is a nervous, like, experience, especially that first lift, and it's knowing that we're having this break away from that as well and that I'm going to feel like the next comp will kind of be like the first one all over again, which is scary and exciting at the same time. So Yeah, I guess because everyone else will be in that exact same position, like everyone will either be advantaged or disadvantaged, depending on how you look at it. Like if you have just come off the back of doing like a whole bunch of comps in a row, I know that because I did that a little bit when I first started competing and – I was always like, yeah, another comp. I want to do another comp. And I'd constantly be saying, like, when do I get to compete again? And now I'm just, like, the opposite where my coach will be like, oh, I don't really want you doing that comp. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. Like, I would rather get, like, a solid, like, 12-week training block, feel like I've really worked out some inconsistencies, fixed stuff. You know, I guess I, like, look at it a bit differently now. So I'm kind of like, oh, my God, six months without competing, this is the best. Might even be a year. Like, think how good I'll be. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, no, for sure. I think you're right. I think it's like this is a good opportunity if, you know, if we can keep consistent with some training. And I, I don't know about yourself. I'm just not putting, like, really big expectations on hitting – particular numbers and things like that I just want to yeah just use it to to be more technical I guess and fix up things that I probably let slip in and um yeah so I think definitely looking at it that way the way you're looking like the way you think about it for sure is a good way to to approach it and and then whatever happens next happens next yeah so, for sure I think probably you understand this because you've had a long history in CrossFit because I learned to weightlift as a CrossFitter, um, I didn't develop very well as a weight, as a weightlifter. Not not criticizing anyone that coached me, but I just think it's really hard to expect that you're gonna weightlift really well given the amount of time that you have to learn the lifts and how much focus is put on them. Yeah, so it's not like a critique on anyone who I've trained with. It's just more that it's you don't have enough time, like. You know, so I developed a lot of bad habits and obviously just being like, just like strong generally, it was always like easy enough for me to do a movement, but it always looked terrible and it was very inefficient and I just didn't really understand the mechanics of it. And it's taken like the last two years of like pretty much starting from scratch, rebuilding from like the bar up into like, you know, not <laughs> amazing numbers now, but like. I needed to take that time to kind of just completely start again. So I guess I'm looking at it as 
this is more of a chance to like improve mobility to iron out the the wrinkles and all that thing because I have so many you know I'm coming from another sport where that wasn't particularly a focus I guess no I would yeah I would 100% agree with what you're saying so I mean I'm from CrossFit as well so I get what you exactly what you're saying you get you know 20 minutes in a session to learn a lift and then you quickly do reps in a workout so we just create these these inefficient movement patterns so 100% understand what you're saying um, for sure and I've been on that same same journey I guess as well since I've had a coach to work with but yeah the same as yourself there's things that I don't make time for um, necessarily because I might train between coaching so what's the first thing that that I don't do I don't mobilize yeah yeah um, like that so I'm seeing that as like okay we'll now start to make this part of you know what part of your training make an effort to do that stuff and make it a habit so that when this is over and we're back in the gym we're not just like you know running into the gym and jumping on the bar but we are spending you know 30 minutes doing our like specific mobility protocol um or whatever it is that we need to do I think if anything that is like a great chance to like cement that into your like warm-up basically so that's one of the things that I'm focusing on for sure um, and I know that yeah, you're maybe. you're doing a bunch of stuff like that for your own athletes. Um, yeah, so with I guess the my athletes that I'm um, that I that I work with, it's I think for me really what I'm doing at the moment is trying to keep the community together. Yeah. Um, and I and I think and I guess anyone that's part of like a like a sport or if it's CrossFit or weightlifting or whatever it happens to be, the beauty of what we, um, I guess, foster as part of that is we love our community. It's not just like going to, I guess, a regular gym and yet you don't kind of have that aspect to it. So for most of us, we're busting to get back to our communities. Um, and I see that with the same with my athletes. I'm really just trying to nurture nurture that um through this time and work with them and so had to get a little bit inventive in terms of programming um which has been good for my skill set I guess as well because I have to think outside of the box that I normally would program barbell movements but now how do I give someone a stimulus that's going to keep them somewhat um strong uh during this time and they still get a a similar outcome from their program tell me about that can you give us some um you know don't give all your secrets away obviously but like because i found this is a lot of a lot of people's issues is that they didn't manage to get their order in to rogue quick enough or they don't have anything yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) i don't feel like everything's on back order it's crazy yeah August, it's like, cool, I won't need it by then, hopefully. Um, yeah, sure. So, funnily enough, as um, the last, what would it have been? So, the week that we went into, like, the official lockdown and the gyms closed, I was taking a group of girls through a five-week weightlifting program, and we are on week four. So, we were heading towards a max-out session, um, and we built all this, you know, I've worked with these girls quite closely. They followed my program and we did one um, group session a week. So with those girls, it was very much weightlifting 
focused um, and some have barbells and some don't and that's very challenging as a coach to program multiple programs for multiple people so I decided okay I need to give them one program and anyone that wants anything extra can work maybe we can work one-on-one and I am doing that as well so what I started to add in is a fair bit of it's a lot of sort of superseted accessory work um, and a lot of banded work so I've had to get a little bit creative with using bands, you know, for um, so we can do underhand rows and bicep curls and kind of really that real isolated movements. But all the necessary movements, I think, that to help develop the muscle groups that we need to cross into weightlifting. Yeah, for sure. So their style of program anyway always has a warm up or movement preparation whatever the main lifts might be, and then they get accessory work. So those main lifts there, I've just had to become creative and move away from a barbell. Um, this week, I've just tried to throw them some new challenges around um, using a, even like a PVC with bands for those that have oh, them. Yeah, yeah, if they yeah. don't have them, get creative and find something that's weighted at home that you can use. So I'm kind of getting them to think a little bit outside the norm as well so yeah. I can give them kind of parameters and I'm telling them what it is I want them to get from the workout but if you don't have these couple of things available find something that is similar because it gives them some accountability as well yeah um, and what's kind of cool then is if they find something they share it they can share it in the group and it gives someone else an idea so that's kind of comes back to that piece where I'm really just trying to nurture those you know those groups or those communities that um that I work with with my athletes. Um, so, I mean, it's been fun. There's been lots of stuff go up on, you know, different social platforms. You go, well, that could be a cool idea, and I tend to try it out myself first. Yeah. And I try it fun for the girls. I'll do little video demo videos for them and then, you know, what I'm looking for, and then I'll pop it up, and then we'll talk about it when we catch up every, um, every Sunday for our Zoom session. So... It's just been a very different way of working, but I've kind of enjoyed the. All right, how am I gonna how am I gonna give them what they need to keep them motivated? And it's just making me. I feel like it's gonna make me maybe a, a little bit of a different coach when I head back into the gym. Um, I'm more of a tactile coach. I like people to. I like to be quite hands on and get them to feel what they should be feeling. So I've had to figure out how I'm gonna articulate that in a different way to still get them to understand that um as well so yeah right that's interesting yeah so that's been um it's been it's challenging but I'm kind of enjoying figuring that out as I go as well um and like I said I think that well I hope I'd like to think that that's going to make me a better well-rounded coach once you know we do get back into the usual environment that we're used to working in yeah absolutely Um, yeah, got some new skills and I, you know, I've, I've had to learn some new movements that I can use for accessory work and stuff like that that can be implemented into my programs anyway. So I think that anything that um, that works is, is being worthwhile, you know, playing around with at the moment because we can and you just don't know what you'll use it for, you know, into... I'd like to say normality. <laughs> Is that yeah, for sure. I have to say, like, I've just discovered a new love for accessories. Um, like, just being able to, like, come out into the lounge and just do five rounds of 12 of a few different things. Um, it's just amazing. I, like, I'm enjoying that aspect of it. Um, 
And I do find in terms of the training alone thing, I find it because I train at a weightlifting club where there's lots of like lots of people generally most of the time and it can be quite distracting and it can be quite easy to compare yourself to someone else. So I think what I've enjoyed about this is I don't have that. I'm not looking at someone else and thinking I should be able to hit that or, you know, it's just like what you've got in that moment and there's no one else to, to look at, you know. So I think it's actually a really good thing <laughs> in that way because uh, it can be quite distracting um, having like that many people around you a lot of the time. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely we. I feel like it's a time where we learn a lot about ourselves and what we are actually capable of. Um, I guess to be um, fully transparent, my first week of training, it, it wasn't like that at all because that's not how I wanted to train, and I just wasn't ready to accept that. Okay, this is the long haul, um, and I just found myself even saying to my coach in my um, virtual training sessions, I'm like, I just can't do this. I can't do it. And I've, I've never really been like that in my training sessions. And I didn't like even, you know, hearing myself say it. I was just kind of like, oh, just snap out of it. You can you can do it. But I just, I couldn't. I was just like, no, I can't do it. And there was even one session that um, I was training on my own and I abandoned the session. Um, I was just like, I was failing weights that I was like, you know, used to hitting very easily. They weren't high percentages and I was like, no, can't do it. I'm going to just, I'm just going to squat. Um, which I found, you know, I, I was like, okay, this is an adjustment period and had to remind myself of that. But I just found that side of being in my own head quite, I don't know challenging to yeah. begin with so I think to your point I think what this is going to make us I like to say it's going to make me mentally stronger yeah. as well because I have to be okay with training by myself and missing lifts and there isn't anyone sort of to talk to in between sets and things like that so what I will say is the last week has been a lot better just changing that idea of it is what it is and Again, that bigger picture of, you know, this isn't the end of weightlifting for us. We will go back to it and just to keep going. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, like, I, I, I still miss having, you know, your teammates around and bits and pieces, but I think, like, I'm sort of starting to get the hang of, okay, well, just get out there and do the work. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't flop around as much because I don't have anyone to talk to, so... <laughs> I tend to get through my sets a little bit faster maybe than I would at the gym, just. Yeah, it, yeah. It's definitely, you know, I, I still feel like, yeah, I'm probably still going to have my days and, and my coach has been very good in that aspect of sort of trying to keep me motivated and accountable, I guess, to my program as well. And I think if I didn't have a coach and I was just kind of following an online program, I'm not sure how that would go but knowing that I have a coach that programs for me and he analyzes my videos and we do do zoom sessions that for me um is what I need yeah so I guess that it's good in the way that that is what's shown you that that's what your athletes need you know what I mean like if you're feeling like this you're the coach you know how much do they need your support you know what I mean so I guess it kind of helps you to understand what they're getting from you and helps you to offer um, more, I guess. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, it's, it's been really good with offering kind of that video analysis. If they, if they do want to video some things from their session and they put it, they send it to me or in our group or whatever it is, um, that, that, that other people, the other, you know, athletes can also see that they're doing it. So sometimes they'll then buddy up and, and do an online session together. Yeah, that's and I cool. think it's kind of creating sort of that accountability to each other as well. So I think it's good that I can resonate with probably how they're feeling um, to your point. So for sure, it, it helps me understand what I can do for them and with them. Um, and again, a skill set that, you know, I can take back yeah. and, and move forward with as well. And I think them hearing that, like you being so vulnerable and saying how, you know, you felt like you couldn't do it and you felt so unmotivated, how much would they value hearing that, you know, because yeah. it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, oh, I'm going to be just as strong as I was before this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do all of this extra stuff and I'm going to follow my macros and you know, kind of put yourself on a pedestal where other people kind of feel like alienated and like, oh, well, I kind of can't be fucked. (laughs) I kind of just want to stay in bed today, you know, and you're like, hey, I get it. You know, it's like you're a real person. Uh, I think they'd really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like when, because actually (laughs) the day um, that, we'll call it like a a mini meltdown, I guess, because probably you know, I think a lot of us have probably had them in this time, but yeah, the day where I went, I, I'm not doing this and I, I ended up doing the squats and I was videoing some lifts for my coach and I kind of watched them back and I was like, oh, but I decided to share them with the my group to, awesome. to, to your point to show I am human as well and, and some days this is my training. Yeah. And it is what it is. So it was kind of, again, in an effort to be, like, fully transparent with them so that they, if it just resonates with one or two people, to be like, it's okay, you are going to have those days. But we move on from that session, just like we would in the gym if it wasn't a good session. We move on from it. The next day is a new day. So, yeah, yeah, for sure, I don't see the point in pretending to um, be something I'm not. Um, in terms of everything's rosy and, yeah, I'm going to come back stronger or whatever. I don't know how we're going to come back from this and I'm just going to ride it out like everyone else and that's what my athletes are doing. Yeah, for sure. You know, to some degree they look up to, you know, they look up to their coach and so I think that's all I can be to them is is me. Um, So with tantrums and all. (laughs) I fucking love that. I fucking love that. I was training, um, so I saw my coach via Zoom on Wednesday, um, and we, oh, I was having one of those days, yeah, where you're just, like, missing ridiculous weights you shouldn't be missing, and it's just, like, fucking a shit show, and I was, and he was just, like, because I was just getting real upset, and I was just, like, I just don't understand, I get past this weight, and it's just so hit or miss, and he's, like, so weightlifting, it's hit or miss. Those are your two options. Like, you have two options. Like, what do you mean it's hit or miss? That is what it is. It is hit or miss. I'm just like, oh, yep, no, it's fair. Like, yep. And I couldn't stop thinking about that and just like, and he's like, what other sport is there that, um, you know, you put, you try your absolute best, you do everything right and you don't succeed and, you know, you just write yourself off and you're like, you're such a piece of shit. 
is like, why, why do you guys do this? Like, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. No, I, um, I hate when the coach is right. Um, <laughs> but no, you're right. We do. Like, it is that thing of, I'm the same as you. Like, you know, if, if a session's going that way, and I'm like, but I literally did these weights two days ago. Yeah. And it was great. Like, you know, and I, and I think, I, I, I don't know, I sometimes describe weightlifting, weightlifting as a bit of a non-forgiving sport in that aspect because one day session can be brilliant and I'm moving what I think, you know, is amazingly and then it comes to Wednesday and I'm doing snatches again and it's like, have you actually even ever done this before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right and then we get upset. It's like, I've forgotten how to snatch. I don't know. I don't know how to do this anymore. But yeah. I'm just going to quit. I'm, yeah. I'm useless. I actually wrote in my diary that Friday, just kill yourself. <laughs> Sorry, on the Wednesday. I've written, I like to write notes that he says during the session. I find it quite helpful. So I've written, don't be discouraged by the result, which was what he said to me. Underneath it, I have written, lol, kill yourself. <laughs> um. So sad. she'd written in her diary like literally several days earlier squats are shit and so are you I needed to be committed. Um, it doesn't mean anything when I look back at it. 
You know, when I I used to, I used to have gold, you know, the star stickers that you get when you're a kid at school for like doing well at, in your whatever. I used to have like gold stickers and if I had like a good day or if I got a PB, I'd like put a gold sticker and now I'm just like so bitter and fucking <laughs> jaded by it that I just use a fucking black pen and I write, kill yourself. <laughs> I think we need to go back to the sticker system. I was a big fan. Yeah, same, same. Little, I used to have a star. I had a star chart a few years ago on my fridge. It worked great. I think that that's a good idea. We should bring it back. Like what I do now every session is I write down three signs of progress. Um, and yeah, I think I was telling you about that earlier. I find that that really helps because I used to always focus, and especially now, like you know, I don't have a whole room of people who are like in the same boat as me. I don't see my coach and you know, all of these things that kind of keep you going. Like I need to say, look, I'm still making progress. I may not have a comp coming up. I may not, my goals may have changed, but it doesn't matter because the journey's like still, still the same. You know what I mean? And I'm still seeing progress and I'm still going to make it to the next comp. It might be at the end of the year. It might not be till next year, but it doesn't matter. Um, so I think that having that constant like self assessment um, that's positive, especially when you're the sort to write doom and gloom. <laughs> positive affirmations are good. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like stuck. I'm, I've got a wall in my, my lounge that I've got like photos of all my friends that I train with, um, as well. So that kind of helps cause you know, they're not here, but I know that we're still all training and we're still all getting strong and yeah, I love that. Yeah. Training. Yeah. I mean, you're writing down for yourself is what I give um, some of my my athletes as well, and particularly people that are kind of just starting on their sort of journey of getting back into to fitness. I will get them to write down. Um, it's a little bit different. I get them to write down like how they feel that yeah. day in terms of stress level. You know, how like after the session, how do they feel they went? Um, and again, something that was positive in that session that they did. And this, I don't just teach, um, you know, uh, strength, do, do, um, do all sorts of stuff, obviously, as a coach. But this might just be someone who I've got um, uh, someone at the moment and she's literally just getting back in. This is her very first week back into training after having babies. And so very different journey to someone yeah. who's, you know, who's, more of an experienced athlete. Um, so it's always nice to give them something to think about as well. And I think just as much as we need those positive affirmations of ourselves, um, yeah, I found that to be quite a cool technique to give someone. Um, and I'm like, if you need to message them to me every day at the moment, just do it. Yeah. Just what it is, what you're thinking. But I get them to write them down so that they can read it back themselves. So I really like that technique as well. Yeah. I think writing all this stuff down has helped me quite a lot as well because or else I tend to get in my own head a lot and be like, um, you know, I'm very like all or nothing like you said you were. Like, oh, I might as well just give up. Why am I even doing this? You know, <laughs> all of that. But if I go back and I look at all the positives, all the progress that I've made, I'm just like, well, you're just being ridiculous. Like, you know, yeah. I think that, um, that was the other thing I think I had to sort of think about um, and he just kind of reminded me before in terms of 
I mean, as a as a weightlifter, um, being in a weight category sport is can be challenging anyway. And then we kind of get into this situation where you're like, okay, well, the comp season has moved or it, it might be rescheduled till next year. But again, we I still am training as if in that aspect, as if something could come up. For and sure. I really struggled with that at the beginning because what happened was I got quite anxious about the situation, which then spiraled a couple of things after that in terms of my sleep patterns and my weight getting sort of out of control. So for me, it was like, okay, what can I actually control at the moment that's still going to make me feel, um, I guess, positive about my training? And I'd been working with a nutrition coach and I had stopped earlier in the year after being with them for 12 months. I'm like, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I know how to prepare for comp and I was doing really well. Um, And then this kind of started and I was like, all of a sudden, I'm still doing all the same things, but realized that I was, I needed that accountability again back to someone else, just that person to be able to bounce ideas off and talk to Bren and and just to keep that in check. And for me personally, I like the idea of still having control of that part of my training. Oh, same, mate. I'm in 100% the same boat. I did the exact same thing. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's quite, yeah, I mean, it's, well, you know exactly what I'm talking about when we say, like, it is tricky being in a weight class sport and having to manage that, especially leading into comp, and although we don't have comps, I'm kind of like, well, I can't, this is not my time to go, cool, I'm just going to bulk. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, of course, there is obviously a, a benefit to, to do that for some people, but um, I feel like it would be pretty hard for me to get back down. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I've just realized this, you know, and it's not, it's, for me, it's just about maintenance. That's all I want to do. I just, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not cutting weight. I'm not bold. I just want to maintain. But I felt like I kind of didn't have, there's so many other, I guess, external factors that I wasn't able to keep check of that. And that was kind of then making me go, okay, well, what, what can I do to fix that situation? So, yeah, I have gone back with my nutrition coach um, in the last week. And I felt like, okay, this is good. This is just someone else extra that I can talk to, that I have that accountability with and that can keep me in check, I guess. And for me personally, I kind of like that structure. And that's, you know, so I've got a coach for my weightlifting and and someone for my nutrition. And they're two elements for me that I think will just help me maintain both my strength and, and fitness and also my health, I guess through this period yeah um, so there i there for me i think they that's been a good decision for me to to do that absolutely um, and even people who may not be in the situation financially that they can do that there are, is always the option of i used to do this for myself i had like my own little kind of spreadsheet that i created and i just made myself put in my macros each day and my body weight and you know, so you're accountable to something, even if you like have a friend and you're like, hey, let's do this for each other. Let's, um, you know, give each other access to your MyFitnessPal, look at what each other are eating. Uh, not to put yourselves on a diet, but just, yeah, just to keep yourselves accountable. So, because I'm, I'm in exactly the same boat as you. I don't want to cut, I don't want to bulk. I just want to be able to compete in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of my, I just need to be at a body weight that I know that I'll be able to weigh in in two weeks, fine. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of my ideal body weight. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It's for us. It's just like okay, but this is just about about maintenance um, and 
and, and I think you know it, it just it, again it's it's just one thing that is kind of taken care of that way if you do have that accountability and I like the idea of people just buddying up and doing it that way because that works as well um, and I guess that's probably what I would encourage any of my athletes if that was something that they came to me with then you know in our we have like obviously groups and stuff um, on Facebook you know that's where those forums come in handy to be able to do that and offer that to them yeah for sure um, I think with anything, like you said, how important the community sort of aspect is and whether it's you're sharing, you know, like training tantrums or nutrition or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Like if you have someone else who you feel is going to be real with you and say like, look, I completely get it. Um, You know, I had a meltdown or I did this and they're just going to be honest with you about it. I think that's what's important. But I think that is one of the cool things is that it's really leading people to be more open and more honest in their relationships um, and it really kind of defines who those people are for you that are there regardless. Yeah. I think it's quite cool I, in that way. Well, I think um, that's probably the one thing that I've noticed since, you know, in the last three or four or three weeks, whatever it is, that the, the connections that people are making with each other and in terms of people that you may not have, like you might have spoken to but you may not have really reached out to in the past and just seeing how people are doing that more and more. Now I think is is one thing that I'll definitely say I really have liked seeing develop. Um, and it'd be nice to hope that that's what continues, you know, outside of the current environment that we're in. So I thought that's really cool to yeah, see things together and communicating and yeah, I've really liked that aspect for sure. Yeah, and that's definitely been my intention with this podcast. You know, even like people like yourself, like I've seen you around, I've talked to you but we've never really had like a proper conversation. And then when I was like, I'm going to do a series, I was like, Tammy, <laughs> you're 100% going to be one of the people I reach out to. And it's so cool now. I feel like, you know, once this ends and everyone's back to normal, it's not going to be like, oh, you're just like eyeing each other up across the warm-up room. It's going to be like a hug and a conversation. And, you know, it's it's really expanding the community. And it doesn't matter if you're trained at a different club or you're even in this. We're in the same weight class, aren't we? I think yeah. so. Uh, 64. 64? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't matter because we're all here for the same reason and I think it's going to actually really help grow the community and make it stronger. Yeah. You know, it's um, cool. So we won't just talk about your um, peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we have actual things to talk about. But it was a really good sandwich. <laughs> it looked good. I was kind of jealous of your, <laughs> your snacks you were having before that conference. was like totally doing that next it's time. A, it's, I look forward to it more than anything else. <laughs> um, no, I agree. It's kind of, yeah, and I've seen that, like, even um, myself just reaching out to other people that, yeah, you may kind of just know a little bit and then be like, hey, and asking them a question. And, and I think it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. And people are just so responsive and helpful. Yeah. As well. So it's, it's definitely, you know, we're all in it together and it's nice to have those um, those rela- those new relationships or whatever it is formed. I think it's, you know, I'll take one positive out of this whole experience. And if it's that, I think that's a pretty neat thing to walk away with. Yeah, agreed. That's a massive positive. So, yeah, no, it's been, I think you're doing, like, awesome. I was stoked when you messaged me and said, 
hey, do you want to be part of this? I'm like, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I, I see you post all your stuff and I'm just like, you're the exact person I want to talk to because you seem like you just have a total awesome attitude about everything um, and I love your honesty and, you know, that you share that you've had your moments and, yeah, I mean, we all have, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that'll just kind of be what I continue to do um, for as long as this is. And even, I mean, I'd like to think I, I do that anyway um, in my usual training environment or my life um, yeah. that I am quite open about how I'm feeling and I just feel like I, that's how I connect with people as well is to be have that transparency and full disclosure um, on me. Um, and I think that's how I end up working with the athletes that I do as well because I'd like to think that's the way they end up trusting, you know, they trust me and they know I'm going to be honest with them and I'm human at the end of the day so I can relate to them hopefully um, with whatever it is they need help with. So I'll continue to do that um, on social media um, as as long as, yeah, as long as I've got an account. <laughs> Fuck yeah, same. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything you've shared. It's been an absolute awesome conversation. Loved every second. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Hopefully the, you didn't get too much of the, my neighbor's dog. Oh, is that your neighbor's dog? I thought it was your dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's the neighbor's dog that's been chiming in in the background. So. No, it's very authentic. I love it. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. Um, can't wait for this is uh, over and we can share the platform again together. I can't wait. Look forward to it. All right, mate. You take care. Cheers. Thanks, Sarah. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.